Let's go. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Bingetown TV. I am Paul, and with me today are Luke, Kathleen, and Jimmy. And today we are here to talk about Netflix's global phenomenon, Shadow and Bone. We are covering episodes four and five entitled Atkatsia and Show Me Who You Are. <laughs> Sorry about the pronunciation of that one. Yeah, if I wasn't in before, I am fucking in now. I was texting the boys during episode five, just being like, I am tearing up from excitement. This is electric, like no tears from sadness, tears from just being so excited about this. 15 texts in a row <laughs> in the chat. I counted. Absolutely. First of all, let's welcome Paul to the Shadow and Bone pod. Here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is my first episode covering Anson B. And I'm super excited about it. I've been listening to everything you guys have been saying. Uh, and these were definitely great episodes to narrow down some of those theories that you guys were discussing. We were actually talking about this in our podcast group chat. And if you look on, I think it was either IMDb or, or um, was it IMDb, IMDb. rating? Yeah. Yep. And just coincidentally, every single episode for the first half of the season gets better and better meaning the first three episodes that we've already covered so far are the lowest ranked and you could tell we were passionate and we loved them and the characters were great and now it's just getting better i love these two episodes after i watched the end of episode five i was just walking around like talking to my dad saying you gotta watch this episode right yeah now. it was so good they do some things that we definitely talked about and mm -hmm. then they also crushed some of our theories and we'll hit that as we're kind of going through but as normal we're gonna take it episode by episode um, the second episode, everyone's kind of together, so that's going to flow just kind of scene by scene. But if you guys are ready, we can start talking episode four right away. Let's I just want to say that uh, we open with Mal writing to Alina saying, I don't know if you're getting these letters. This is my third letter, and I just want to say I was right to doubt the postal system. Oh, so Kathleen had a problem with the postal system. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I'm always worried about it. Uh, Luke kind of talked me into, oh, no, it's fine. Like, they've got birds and shit. Right. But I want to say that I think that um, Alexander was just, like, hiding those letters. Yeah, I was literally just going to ask, do you think that? I yeah. believe he is. Yeah, I, I mean, he's sabotaging. He, that bastard was like... Yeah, like what's her favorite flowers and just snuck them in for that for that, that bone. He's been working on his game for hundreds of years. He <laughs> I know. Uh, anyway, I now was... we can talk about legit stuff. <laughs> no, I mean, we might as well just crush the mouse stuff because it's pretty self-contained in this first episode. We, like you're saying, have a, the letter responses going back and forth, that narrative. Then we have after Mal realizes basically he's not getting a response from Alina. He's just going to take it upon himself when the opportunity presented it to go search for General Kirigan's white stag, which is going to essentially give him a reason to go to Little Palace and find Alina. So that's his whole mindset. And then, of course, he takes his boys. They go out into the wild and they start getting closer and closer to Fjordan, the Jordan area. I don't know how to really say that. I think it's Fjordan. Fjordan. I write it phonetically knowing yeah. that if I write it the normal way, I will butcher it. It's literally one letter off from one of Brandon Sanderson's Cosmere like nations. So it always messes me up. But anyway, so they, they make their way there looking for the white stag, him and his two boys that we met back in the first two episodes. And then of course it ends with the intense battle sequence, which actually closes out the episode and his boys die. Mal takes some Gatling gun bullets to the stomach. I was a little, I don't know. We'll talk about that. Yeah. And then he just opens his eyes and sees the white stag. And that's his whole stuff. So not a lot of scenes or screen time, but you know, honestly, I thought Mal's storyline started taking a step up in the next episode. I was still in mm -hmm. the mindset where I'm a little bored of him here. But what'd you guys think? I thought he was a beast. 
Yeah, me too. Pissed once he started, died. yeah, once he started throwing down again and showing his fighting skills, then I was like, all right, I'm good with Mal. He's not as boring. And especially in the next episode, I, I don't think anybody is boring anymore. Yeah, RIP the boys. Um, but yeah, Mal was getting that stag to get his girl. I am so in on those two. It is insane. I mean, I know we got introduced to Alexander. I'm going to keep calling him that. What's General Kerrigan? What's, yeah, what's like the Kerrigan? Okay. Kerrigan, Darkling. Um, so we got introduced to Kerrigan. So, of course, I was like hot on him in the last two, just like jokey. But now that I'm in, and especially the flashbacks of kind of how they got the scars on their hands was amazing for me in this episode. I'm so in on their relationship. Do you guys now see that? Because I think in the previous episodes, they were, you were guys were like doubting their love and that they were just going to stay friends. How, are you coming around to like, okay, these two are meant to be. I was a little surprised that they killed the Kerrigan and Alina romance that quick. Me too. Like, I, I was theorizing the love triangle so i thought that he was going to stay on the quote-unquote good slash bad like you know obviously we know now he's bad like again we theorized but i thought he was going to stay on that path where he was going to be kind of pulling alina away from mal so now that he's kind of off the table i'm all in on mal and alina because that's all that's left unless you know he talks selena into the fact that his mom's wrong and he's right or something i don't know that's what i was just going to say the next interaction between alina and kerrigan is going to tell a lot like Mm -hmm. because right now she seemed like she like hated him and kind of believed the mom and was turning against him but at the same time she's gonna get those relationship goggles as soon as he starts charming her again and she might fall back for it so my perspective on the mal thing is going to be pretty weird here because i was again still not buying it I, like i mentioned earlier i didn't really care for mal throughout this whole fourth episode but at the end of the episode when alina starts saying okay screw mal he's not writing me letters blah blah, blah. like i'm gonna erase my my scar that connects me to him and let go then I started being like, okay, now I kind of can buy it because I'm all about the chase. And now Mal's not <laughs> just getting a layup anymore. He's got to work yeah. for it. Yeah. So I, I'm a little bit more about it now. Furious. Mal's going through hell, walking through like zero degree weather, getting shot at by these nomads. And she's getting pampered in a palace. And oh, just, yeah. just, you know, gets rid of the scar. I was so mad. Well, speaking of getting shot at, though, is this the first time we've seen an automatic gun? being used no i thought i thought it was a a point i was shocked by that gun so they still have to like take a while to load it it's like one of those old school ones where you're it's like the gatling gun where you're literally putting everything in it Mm -hmm. and making sure it loads like they're behind the trees loading for a while before they started lighting them up but yeah i think that was yeah because i'm just gonna assume that this is like new cutting edge war technology because if they had access to these kind of guns that's the first thing you put on your ship when you go through the fold and we haven't seen anything like this from the armies of Ravka. When the Grisha got attacked when Alina's car got attacked they were shooting at him with guns like they had remember the whole thing there their yeah, but was it robes it or was automatic machine guns or was it? No, it was it was the one bullet. Yeah. Like oh, the, oh, you're yeah, talking about shot. okay. Yeah, that's the whole point. That's what I'm saying. saying. This is the first time we've seen. It. So maybe it's possible that like subtle background development is that getting this kind of technology to battle the Grisha, and it's like that's kind of equalizing it, so the Grisha don't just absolutely destroy that side. Maybe I yeah, don't know. I thought I remembered a conversation in an earlier episode saying you know the Grisha are becoming 
you know, less mm. of a dominant power due to the rise of the firearms. Of yeah, the I think that's part of this. Yeah. Yeah. So this is kind of jumping ahead, but I wanted to talk about it. I loved, first of all, we talked about how it's small science. We like how it's not magic. You're not pulling something out of nothing. And I really liked in the next episode where they use that stone to unlock the hidden door because when she does the hand motions, yeah, of course it seems like magic, but it's not. And I, I like that they even the playing field when, even though fuck that guy, but he was still like, the conductor's still like, I can do this. We can open it. It's not completely impossible. Mm-hmm. And I do like the, because my favorite part of the show are the crows who are human, quote unquote, as far as we know. So it's like, I am rooting for the humans, but I am rooting for the Grisha as well. I don't really know like where, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I just think it just goes back to the technology is such an important part of equalizing, like you were just bringing yeah. up all that that conversation. And humans are getting closer and closer to the abilities of Grisha just because they're modernizing themselves. So I do like that, that that's happening. It seems like mm-hmm. we're kind of seeing the industrial revolution of the Grisha you know, ability kind of human tech hybrid thing going on. But so Mal's that's pretty much all we get from Mal here, unless you guys want to talk about the stag specifically. No, the only thing I wanted to say, like to your point earlier, Kathleen, is that you would have to assume there is something sketchy going on with the postal when it comes to like Kerrigan stopping it because he's not getting it and she's not getting it. And Mm -hmm. it's multiple. Yeah. Yeah. She's pretty fed up with Mal almost at this point. Like she's throwing away that not fed up with him, but she knows she has to kind of throw away the old life and stop pining over him and in order to move forward. It's kind of sad. You can like see it happening, but I feel like it's already undone by the end of episode five. Mm. But I do want to say that since we're still on Mal a little bit, the flashback of Mal and Alina for the testing, I liked that we got that little bit where she dug, dug her nails in and saying that your Grisha powers will come like when sudden pain shows up. So mm. she sm- was smart enough to know that like digging your hands in and being in pain, it wouldn't pop up. And I like that she also said, I didn't know if I was or not. I was just trying to like do whatever I could to stay with Mal. I thought that was really interesting. Uh, do we know if Mal has been tested or not? Because no, he, he wasn't was tested he because, down. I don't know. Because his arm was hurt and he was like, oh, we can't test you because, you know. As far as right. I know, he wasn't tested. Yeah, it's on the table that he could still be a Grisha. I don't yeah. think so, but. I don't, I doubt it as well, but it's definitely possible because I was thinking the same thing in the flashback. Like he's sitting there on the side. Yeah. So them saying what Kathleen just said about the pain activating or showing your Grisha power, does that prove that it wasn't actually a special tool that they use and he's actually just pricking you? No. I, on your skin to see? I thought it was like special, but yeah. yeah. Well, that was interesting because that was just like a ray of light coming from her arm. That felt special. Yeah, I totally agreed with you last time. Like, what if you're an Infernis? Fire start going out? <laughs> yeah. well, like, I mean, that's what I would assume. Yeah. yeah, maybe. But not when you bleed. Like, that was your one question. My thing was, your... what if you get a nosebleed and you're an Infernis? <laughs> <if you're dead>? <laughs> <laughs> Fire comes out of your nose. A squalor and you're like a bag of wind. You're, you're just fucking... Like, you're, uh, like a fucking balloon getting let go? Yeah. <laughs> I need these answers right now. So let's give a quick shout out to B-Toms because he was the first one to verbalize that the showrunners were going to give Nina her own storyline and her own scenes for the rest of the season. And that's what we got. We got maybe two or three different scenes throughout this episode. And it's still all taking place on the ship. That's transporting her to her execution trial. That's going to happen. And we also get a couple more interactions with this soldier. I don't know if we got his name dropped last episode, but his name is Matthias. 
I don't know. Does anyone want to correct me on that pronunciation? <laughs> I was about to say, if you're looking for <laughs> a correction, I'm not going to. And he up. seemed, when he was talking to Nina, just trying to get more and more information out of her. But he honestly seemed somewhat good. And then that gets a little bit more confirmed at the very end of the episode when the ship starts flooding and the captain says, basically, if any water gets onto the bottom of the ship, just start executing the criminals because we don't have time to deal with them. And then he sit there, he's sitting there thinking, wait, aren't we supposed to bring them to justice, blah, blah, blah. So he's going to question his motives. And I'm sure we're all thinking it that he's going to help her escape, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. To her point, when she talks to him the first time, she says, does anyone ever get through trial innocent? Mm-hmm. I feel like he's going to be one of those people that thinks that they should be innocent if they're innocent. And that's why he's mad that... Uh, you know, he's saying they need to be put on trial. We can't just execute them. And so there is going to be some goodness in him. And obviously we can tell because he was trying to feed her and mm-hmm. stuff like that. He definitely reminded me of Lancelot from Cursed, honestly, because he was like this person raised to hate the Fae because he was just told they were devils. And this person was raised to hate Grisha. Um, and now he's saying like, well, Wait, why am I supposed to hate them again? And then he's he's realizing on his own. It is pretty cool to see. So did we know that Nina was on a job for Alexander? Is This is when we find out. But we didn't know that previously, right? Like whatever job Nina was on, because Alexander, sorry, General Kerrigan is like very much interested in where Nina is. This is a very interesting topic because the conductor was saying that she's a traitor. And she says, the last thing I am is a traitor. You know, when she's talking to Matheus or whatever you said his name is pretty much the conductor is saying that she doesn't believe that she should have to be born to work for the army. And now we're hearing from Kierigan that she actually is working for him on, on the DL. And it's a very important task and he's going to start looking for her. And that might be another reason why she gets free. So, you know, there's something going on with that whole situation with Nina. She gives us also the best glimpse into the specifics of the heart render. It's not much, but she does tell Matheus here that she has the ability to soothe tempers, ease minds, calm pain, but she can't do anything with her hands tied up. That was kind of obvious. We figured that out. Now I'm questioning what happens in the next episode when uh, Kaz smashes the Inferni's left hand. So it might just to... be based on what kind of what kind of Grisha yeah. you are. If she, if she had her one hand free, do you think she would have been able to also use? I do think that. Yeah. yeah magic science. systems are kind of impossible to guess at until we get more information. It would just be all just. It's not magic, Luke. So now if we're done with the side characters. Time to go through Alina and the Crows, right? Stop me if you want to talk about any of these things specifically at the moment. But also, Kathleen, to your point of last episode, Ginya is now what we're going to be calling her. Ginya Safin. I'm, I'm about to beat you guys up for it. Yay. All right. I, I knew you were going to. No. I, I, say something because that's her fucking name. And they no, it's Genya. 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 But. But I'm just but saying. She's denying and not trusting that her name was Safin. It brings me so much joy that we fucking butcher every name. It doesn't matter because, of course, all we cover is sci-fi shows with fucking bonkers names. And we fuck it all up. I'm not attacking you. I just thought it was so funny. It was my first note. Genya. <laughs> I was annoyed that they didn't say her last name again. So I couldn't, like, confirm that to you because you probably first thing i did was google it because i was like if safin is nowhere i'm gonna laugh so hard i still (laughs) laugh hard i'm laughing now anyway (laughs) okay so this is this is a lot here i'll just gonna give the quick summary points but so genya opens up the episode with alina genya Genya, sorry. Write it with a J from now on so i don't fuck it up that's like really going to that's like guinea and jenny my one friend calls jenny still to this day because when he first read harry potter he thought it was guinea 
Oh, that's kind of cute. He's dumb. Jenya. 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 I love her, by the way. Just saying. She's just talking to Alina in the beginning. We find out that Zoya was sent away from the palace for acting up. Then we quickly get into a Kerrigan and Alina moment of them riding out of little palace area and going to that fountain. You get a little bit of backstory on the black heretic. And this, we're going to dissect this when I'm finished because this is totally. a lot here. Um, and then a little bit after that, that, that conversation doesn't last too long. We have uh, Alina going back to Bagra for another training session. And she's starting to really advance in being able to use her powers at will without uh, Kerrigan around or the gloves. Then a little bit later, we get Kerrigan finding out about Nina and the heart render that's gone missing. And then I think her last thing before she mixes with the crows, we're going to touch on that in a little bit, is we have Bagra basically drugging Alina with the black tea and she has like the the awakening and kind of dropping Mal out of her person, mm -hmm. right? Alina, Kierigan at the fountain. What do we think about the retelling of the Black Heretic story? Alina was always raised to believe that the Black Heretic was an evil person who created this. She showed to be like pretty knowledgeable about her history, honestly. And Kierigan kind of agreed with her. It was like, yeah, like he was this horrible person who created it and I share his bloodline and I am ashamed, basically. He also confirms he's the descendant of him. Well, he says that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I to me, this confirmed that he was the black heretic. Like literally, my notice, oh shit. If the Darkling is the black heretic, which I think he is, he could be setting her up to fail. Of course, this was in episode four and then pretty much confirmed in five that that's the truth. But to me, whatever we said in the last episode, I was like, yeah. So what I said when I was like, he's trying to fix all the bad he's done, according to Madam Hooch, that ain't true. So my part of it was wrong. But but Brian and you guys saying like he's black See, heretic. I wanted to give you credit for that because it was partially right in terms of the concept like he is trying to well he's pawning it off that he's trying to get redemption for his ancestor and i was trying to give you credit but you just shot yourself down there so. well this is all assuming we believe hooch as well that's true you know call her bagra bagra <laughs> madam hooch but my whole thing was i felt the actor did such a good job here when he was talking to alina i i believed him i thought he genuinely like cared for her and he was saying we're going to change the world we're going to destroy the fold basically redeem his ancestor line I was buying it, even though I knew it was still too good to be true. This is going to be one of those situations where he believes what he's doing is right, and he doesn't think he's the antagonist. Mm -hmm. Like his mom, Bagger, saying that he wants to expand the fold. I still think that that's his end game. Like I don't, I don't think what he was saying to Alina was true, but I think the way that he was saying it and what he wants to do, like make the world a better place, he thinks that that's expanding the fold. Like when he later, foreshadowing when he's talking to his mom. Like he has that conversation about Aline and he's like, she's the key. Like he's not saying like, I'm trying to get rid of her. I'm trying like, mm -hmm. she's the key. It, we're going against our enemies here. We need to make this world a better place. He thinks that's what he's doing. It's just, you know, not the right thing. Yeah. And I don't blame Alina for falling for this because you can easily get lost in the black sea. That is that man's eyes. I heard it, that. It is just like two black holes, man. And it is so hard to get a read on him. And I think that's why I can just pull it off. Honestly, he is so sexy. It's out of control. He could have chemistry with anybody in that cast. He, the way he looks at her in episode five, I was buzzing. Wait, it was absolutely buzzing. Quick question. So yeah. while we're on the topic, if he was waiting for the Sun Summoner, what if the Sun Summoner was a guy? Was he still going to try to seduce him? Hell yeah. That would have been interesting to see what his plan was there. 
Yeah, that is interesting. It I mean, would probably have been like, yo, we're bros. If it's, it yeah, been, yeah. It would have been like the bro ship. Like, yeah, man, we're a freaking tag team here. Let's take <laughs> care of this country. It would have been very different. Yeah, like, he you better, want to arm wrestle? He better yeah. survive this season. I will be so disappointed if he gets killed off at the I, end. I, I feel like he has to be, like, a, a big yeah. I don't – I I see, I'm different. I'm like – if he's the big bad of the season and he's beat, I watch the Crows do literally anything. Heist whatever the fuck you want. But that's the thing. You have to remember that the Crows and Alina are usually separate. That's insane. This, I don't understand how that is like. So Darkling, I think, is her story is going to center around the Darkling still. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it's going to work because obviously I didn't read the books. But to my knowledge, and it's not a lot of knowledge, but they're separate for the most part. The yeah, I think the rules are out the window when it comes to that because there's already so like whatever's going to happen next episode is going to be all Netflix decided. Yeah, it's a whole new creative story. I just Jimmy's remember. citing source material he didn't read. I'm dude. I'm just <laughs> citing whatever the hell I want. It sound good. <laughs> uh, I just remember this. I don't know why because we are done talking about him, but I do want to bring it up. The flashback that Mal has after he's like kind of shot of. Alina was in the cellar or whatever for punching one of the higher yeah. ups, and he walked up to him at the bar. And was like, "Hey, smashed are you, him. Are you this guy? Bang! That was awesome. <laughs> they are each other's true north guys. And he doesn't even say what he did or why he was there. Mm-hmm. He's just like usual shit. <laughs> I have to have a note about that somewhere. I was just gonna let that go. Thank you for saying that, Paul, because that was good for me. <laughs> I fucking love Mal. <laughs> I thought he got killed off way too much in the Van Mary from a couple of you guys. But at the same I, time, think that, I, I think, don't know who else. I, I think that kill. when we redo that Van Mary, he's going to have a better standing. I married him, so. Oh, see, so you're golden. Hmm? We'll see. Actually, maybe well, I married well, Jesper. Let me just say <laughs> that on these Facebook groups that we're good friends with now, we did Van Mary, and it was the same one. So we've done both of them, and we, I, we wanted to see their opinions. So the first bank kill Mary was Jesper, Kaz, and Mal. Mm-hmm. The second one was Nina, Inej, and Alina. And Mal does get killed a lot, and I'm assuming they do know more than more we than know. Us, yeah, yeah. So I try to stay away from any spoilers, yet. though. Well, they were like, "Ah, the Darkling! The whole time. <laughs> <laughs> you see him with a shirt off, man? But it was wow. hilarious. A lot of the people in the Facebook groups were like, it was Mal, Kaz, and Jesper, and they're just like, Bang the darkling, bang the darkling, bang the darkling. <laughs> so. I wonder if they would have thought he was that hot just by the books. You know what I mean? Like, Bang Mary in books is very different than Bang Mary on TV shows. You know? <laughs> That's true. And let's also give a shout out to that Facebook group because someone in that group did bring up, and we want to give you a nice shout out, Kathleen, that they asked the question, does Mal remind you of Gail from The Hunger Games? Yeah. And we just brought that up last episode, and a lot of people said yes. Yeah, totally, totally. I'm gonna poor, like poor guy. Mal better than I did Gail by the end, though. Oh Hopefully. hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Poor Mal. All right, but anyway, let's cover the rest of Bagra scenes here. It's not nearly as interest interesting as what she has in the next episode with that conversation, but it's just more training, right? Just unlocking the Sun Summoner's abilities. And then, again, that drugging of her, I think they refer to it by the black tea that triggers the flashbacks with Mal. That is the whole test flashback, yeah. by the way. That's like one of her last scenes of the episode. Yeah, she's pretty much telling Alina, listen, what's holding you back? And mm-hmm. then she uses the tea to see the flashback, to see what the deal is. And she's like, you need to let Mal go. You need to realize that this is who you are now. Be the sun summoner. And basically, 
Bagger was just being B Tom's, right? Like st- every single complaint he had with Alina through our first two podcast episodes, she was laying out on the table, like, you're the chosen one, grow up. Yep. Let's do this. Yep. And that's why I think when B Tom's comes back on for next podcast episode, he's going to have a way more positive opinion of Alina. And I, I do already as well because I was sick of that shit too. Like, yeah, I think that it, the Netflix show, whether it's the same as the books, answered it very well. Our question and B Tom's gripes with, with how she was feeling and why she wasn't deciding to be the chosen one. You know, now we know that it obviously was because of Mal and she didn't feel like she was a part of something. And then she heard it was Bagra. How many more people have to be orphaned because you want to be a little bitch pretty much. I I don't understand that though. Like the fold isn't killing people. It's only killing people when they go in. Right. Well, it's all the political repercussions of the fold existing, like having the army split up and then, yeah, the the geographical advantages that other non-Ravka countries have over them because of the split up in the mountains. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of advantages. Yeah. I thought last episode, I think it was in episode three, Elena was getting a lot of shit when she was at the dinner and the guy was like, you should be spending every week. Yeah. yeah. But I was like, you only want that, right? I mean, you want every waking moment, it's, it, but it's not for the benefit of the world. It's benefit well, for I your mean, king, right? Yeah, that's what they're working under the... But yeah, also- but, but also <laughs> you have to assume that, well, I guess you don't assume this because the rebels would think of it the other way, but you get rid of the fold, you better the world, right? I mean, it's a dark and their perspective. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to do a whole in defense of Alina type thing because I feel like you guys were bored with her, but I, I wasn't fully there. Like I like her, she's our heroine, but you also have to like understand Alina grew up with nothing she was an orphan people looked down on her whether it was for race or because she was orphaned like she's like trash basically is how she saw herself growing up like she's less than nothing she knows that like no one would notice her just going through life you know and then they expect her to be the saint or whatever it is and it's like of course she's not gonna just be like okay sure yeah I can do that it's like why would she be able to like be Tom's was like get it together Alina like you have these powers fucking some some in the sun and I'm like she doesn't know any better you know she was waking up and trying she just I mean I don't know I grew up be Tom's like yeah do you think Harry Potter wanted to be the chosen (laughs) one and Dumbledore's like let's fucking get your ass moving destroy these horcruxes it's not like you can just chill Mm. and like take some time um but what I was gonna say about this scene what like why does Bagra actually give her this black tea and give her this breakthrough if she doesn't want Kirigan to have the sun summoning powers. No, so she does. She says it a little bit later in the next episode. She wants to train her to get stronger, to mm -hmm. go against Kirigan, and she thought she had more time. Before they found the stag. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, exactly. So it's not just the stag, right? Like she yeah. Kiergan's looking for all of them. Yeah. The tea is to unlock her powers to tell her to stop being a little bitch, pretty much. Mm to start training her the right way, but then she runs out of time and then she's like, you got to get the hell out of here because you're not ready. Okay. Let's run through a couple of the crow scenes. There's not a lot here because it's basically all set up for the main heist of the next episode, which is sweet. I love when they're just like, it's a heist, baby. It's the the best. First thing that, uh, Jasper says, Jasper, Jasper, sorry, Jasper says, (laughs) we cover the hundred. Yeah, we do cover the hundred. Uh, that's the first thing Jasper says when Kaz comes with the plan saying, you know, we gotta we gotta get into this. And he goes, yeah. Time for a heist. And then he's like, What the fuck heist. is wrong with you, man? And then that's when he says bye to the goat. I think it was you, Paul, right? That's what what did we learn about the goat? Milo is now officially an avatar you can select on Netflix. Woo! 
and it has the same background color as Jesper, so they match. Oh my That's gosh, so dude! I love Milo. <laughs> was he actually named in the other episodes, or was it just episode four that names him? I Don't think know. he's just the goat in the first three. I mean, he's still the goat. <laughs> if you know, he's what the I'm greatest saying. of all time. He's awesome. Yeah. I loved it, and Jesper was amazing with him. Who yeah. do we like better, him or the dog from the hundred? That I can't remember his name. I like Milo Picasso? better. Picasso, Picasso, was cool, Picasso was cool. <laughs> <laughs> Picasso was cool. Survives. She was a good girl. She survives. Yeah. So when they're in the bar in the beginning of this, and then Jesper does have that line about the heist. That heist is actually referring to stealing the blueprints of Little Palace, mm-hmm. which they need to do to perform the actual heist of next episode. Right. So then we do get that whole um, chain of events when Kaz and Inej and Jesper go in and steal the blueprints. And while they're doing this, Kaz sends the conductor to basically go make friends. And when they come back, we have the whole circus troop scene. And I actually really enjoyed that whole yeah. thing. I think the, the conductor was, even though he's a douche, I think he was a great character so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we mix in with Alina at the end. The only way to describe just the crows in general, specifically in episode five, too, but here just finesse. Like yeah. they've got it down there. I love how. You can tell they've worked together. They trust each other. It's so fun. It is so fun to watch. My notice is Inej is the coolest in all caps. And That's- since I just watched episode five, I'm drawing a blank on what I wrote that about. But I'm assuming just every time she's on screen. Whoa. Oh, so many. Her things. whole part <laughs> in the first heist is just an phenomenal. When yeah. she's like shadow behind the guy, just oh, like yes. sidestep and then yes, that's the what it was. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I'm just going to put this on the table, and I think everybody agrees now. She's not a shadow summoner. 100% yeah. not. She's, she's just, just a ninja. Yeah. She's just a ninja. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we now that we know the two shadow summoners that exist and what their powers are, and we've seen Inez do things. Like that are just straight ninja where she mm-hmm. could just disappear. Like when she she has to pull the rope down, she's definitely not. She's just a normal person who's just a badass. Another reason that we also know that she's very highly there's a very low chance that she's going to be a shadow bender is because the only two we know in existence don't die from age. Right. So what are the chances? Like she, we know that her family and her brother is a recent thing within this lifetime, so it's very low chance of her and being one of them. The only two that exist are related. Exactly. You know. Yeah. Cash well, dressing up, going up to the counter it was so weird to yeah. see. Yeah, like, he was like smiling and like yeah, going it way was too so much well done. Than I was used to, dude. I thought the best part of this entire episode was the five second action of when Kaz when when the guy who was going to go get the blueprints starts walking away he drops the slider and swings it with his cane yeah and it sticks perfectly under his foot. I was I was losing. I thought <laughs> yeah. that was so cool. That was really cool. Dude, yeah, they're all just the best. The crows should have their own show. I will say well, that look, they could have. Yeah. <laughs> I will say that I was not expecting the conductor to have been the one who sabotaged the bitch who fell. Yeah, that was awesome. So oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he I was nice. like, for a second, I was like, who's that bitch who fell? <laughs> Some bitch. Yeah, Nezha steps up and she's like, I haven't done this in the 14. Yeah. My jaw was on the floor. I was like, she is just the coolest. Well, that's the thing. So she says she hasn't done that since she was 14. So now we know a lot of her ninja skills come from the fact that she probably was an acrobat when she was younger. Mm-hmm. Also, very hot. So very hot. Looking, very hot in that She's outfit. great. She's And so now hot. she kills. Oh, my God. Even better. So hot. <laughs> yeah. Now that she kills, she's got Luke going. <laughs> Jesper shooting the card out of her mouth, too. So hot. So hot. 
Well, let's also just talk about really quick. We're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. Sorry. No, no. Where the heist goes wrong, technically. You know, she's supposed to go back the way she came. She has to pull the ropes down and Jesper to the rescue, man, Mm. opens that gate with a shot of his of his pistol. Mm. And he's like the best part about Jesper with everything in this episode and the next episode and, and every episode you've seen him so far. He's so chill. Even when shit's about to hit the fan, mm-hmm. he's always chilling. He was a little freaked out in the um, in the train. Don't contradict he, me. Bro. You got it together. <laughs> he was nah, so chilling. He, he had Milo, and then he chilled out wow, and just took dude. care of it. I just got a little bit of chills thinking about that train scene when <laughs> the music I, dark well, and steps up. That's what I was gonna say. I'd like to think that we don't know what Jesper is and if he's totally human or not. But in that train scene, when all the music goes down and he's totally focused, I like to think that that's what happens every single time he's like under pressure. Yeah. And th- that would match perfectly of that scene where he's he's literally he has it cocked and just waits for that clock to hit the exact where it would make the noise. Yeah. So it would go undetected. So dope. I don't want any backstory on him solidifying that opinion. I just want him to be surface level. Badass. Awesome. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. But maybe next season. <laughs> yeah, maybe next. Maybe in the future. Sure, sure. We don't need it now because he's so fucking dope. We don't need it. He just parties. Last thing I oh, want to yeah. point out here is when Jesper and Inez are performing for the job and then the guy turns and looks at Kaz after that, he goes, yeah, I'll make my own way. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't have anything. Yeah, like the guy is like, holy shit, I just got an awesome acrobat, someone who could shoot the lights out. What do you got, Kaz? And he's like, I'm good. I'll figure my own way. Yeah. <laughs> All right, if you guys are ready, we should move on to the next episode. The meat yes! of these two. Yeah, episode five, Show Me Who You Are, is incredible. Are we sure that this episode isn't called Sexual Tension? <laughs> because holy shit, everybody in this episode was vibing. Like, my screen was vibrating. I swear to God. I was, like, buzzing. It's just full stamp of approval after this one. There's mm-hmm. no turning back. I'm all in. As long as they don't destroy the finale of this season, I think we're good to go. Let's start with just... like. Everyone's going to combine together and start flowing together here. Mm-hmm. So there's a couple scenes we need to get out of the way. And the first is Mal's opening scene, which is him. I think he gets the first scene. I might be wrong about that, but it's directly after him seeing the stag and still wounded when he just limps back to the One army. The camps, yeah. And then gives them the information about the stag and then just volunteers says, I'm going to Kiergan right. to deliver this news and tell him where he is mm-hmm. on the map. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that it's, was insane. They traveled for days to get to where they went and just got I don't shot. Buy it. And That's then not, I didn't it, buy that. It's just weird. And I don't know how old old in times work, but like, can you imagine like your general knows or your captain or whatever knows that all you want to do is get back to Alina and he just shows up and he's like, Hey, I know where it is. Send me send me over to Kirigan. I just want to see Kirigan, not Alina. I know exactly where it is. I don't have any proof. I'll just point to it yeah. on the map. Like I was yeah. waiting for like, do they say in the books or I mean in the show that you have to kill it or something to get it to amplifiers? The one that kills it. Yeah, right, right. The so the person it. who kills it gets the amp, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why I just assumed he didn't kill it. But I'm just waiting for him to be dragging a carcass because it's like, yeah. how else are you going to prove it? Jimmy wanted Mal riding the stag. <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. How hilarious would that be? If all majestic, just like strutting well, in with the with the stag, riding the stag in. I mean, everybody said, though, uh, you know, to jump ahead a little bit when he gets there, 
the even the guard is like, all right, like your fucking funeral, like you're gonna yeah, go it's in your ass you saw if you're it. wrong. And even mm-hmm. Kierigan was like, yeah, okay, like you claim you saw it, like describe it to me. And <laughs> finally, he got. But it. then even still, he's like, it's this picture. It looks just like the picture, bro. He's talking about when he saw it. Everything else faded away. He zoned in. It was. Bro. I think the thing that actually, through- the thing that actually talked Kierigan into it was when he said, "I saw that," and he pointed to the sun. Different. Symbol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm. Leave me now, bitch. Leave me now. <laughs> okay, so there was no Nina this episode. Just want to point that out now because I don't. I think this is the episode that we have that quick conversation about Kierigan finding out that his heart render is missing. Yeah. Anyway. We have one scene of the crows before we get to the jumble mess of everybody together. And this is the circus troupe, including Kaz at this time, actually getting into the little palace and then proving that they have the sign off from the queen to get in there and perform for everybody. And then we see Kaz is going to walk. Oh, Kaz actually is in the. He's a guard. Yeah. (laughs) He he paid somebody to cause a distraction trying to sneak in. Oh, I want to see the sun summoner. And then he got in on the huddle of everybody, like getting this guy out of there. And he's like, yeah, I'll just land in. I'm Trojan horsing. I'm Trojan horsing. Kaz has some turns out to be MVP moments of the episode right here. And you don't really notice it by default or by design. Yeah. When he using the blueprints finds where the hidden door should be. Can't figure it out. Some Grisha end up coming by and open it for him while he's right around the corner, which that felt a little bit too convenient, but that gives him the opportunity to see in. And it's just like, that yeah, is the, the plot twist sees. at the end. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But I, two, I actually two. thought that this was going to go wrong for him. Like I thought that he was going to think that was Alina and they were going to capture the wrong person. That's mm. the first thought I had when I saw that he was looking in and he saw the other girl there, not Alina. Cause I don't think anyone knows she's half shoe yet. Well, that's not true because Jesper does. Jesper See, recognizes that's, her that's later because they go out in this episode to the circus. Jesper doesn't recognize her. He, uh, Jenya says, Alina, come here. Yeah. And, and he, he, goes, he oh, heard shit. it. Yeah. He heard it. He didn't recognize. I was super confused about it, but like directly the conversation that happens directly after that is him he saying she's half, I, she's half shoe. So yeah. I thought he was just recognizing the half shoe thing and I didn't. No. Really yeah. So that. he he's actually hearing her name and going like, what, what? And he starts eavesdropping yeah. and then he looks over and he sees her. Okay. And he, I, that's how he realizes. Fucking Genio was the one like, oh, we shouldn't go. It's too. Oh, they might recognize this, and you're gonna be stupid enough to just yell her name. She's so hot. Hey, that's Jen- true, oh. but Jenya is my favorite person in this whole show. So maybe <laughs> shut up. Also, turn it back a little. Also, <laughs> if you're, no, you're Jenya and you're Alina's girl and you're BFFs right now, and you can change faces, mm-hmm. change her face so she can go out to the circus for oh a little God, bit. Yeah. Jesus. Beautiful. Yeah, I didn't. That whole glamour thing threw me through a loop because I. With the veil, we'll get to it. But with the veil, I was like, oh, that's probably not even her. It's a decoy. And then I was like, oh, no, wait, that actually is her. The glamour threw me. But Why are you saying that word? A glamour is like a thing in genre yeah, TV. You just totally blew my mind because that's what they call it in the Game of Thrones books. Anytime yeah, I glamour. have no idea why it was called that. I thought uh, it was just a game. That's, a, that's like a genre term. That's amazing. I can't believe I thank you. You must Appreciate be a it. genre girl. I love you, Luke. Um, okay, but yeah, let's get back because I love je- <laughs> genre girl. I'm a genre. I'm a genre girl. Um, Alina and Jenya growing out was amazing for me. I was like, yeah. yes, they're friends. They're like actually friends. Also, do you think the king is doing sketchy things to our girls, Jenya? Oh yes. yeah, hundred yeah, yeah. percent. Fuck yeah. that. Oh yeah. Fuck well, guess, that guy. Well, also, guess what? 
F Kira again because he gave her to the king and the queen. I'm fucking fuming. I'm fuming. It should be fuming. Yeah, that, yeah but that's we, a fucked up. Line. This is the, her uh, slam piece that we get introduced. Oh yeah, to. David the Coster, guy, the guy who made the gloves, and then she, Alina was like, ah, no, nah, I'm good. Gives it back. But yeah, the you were talking about sexual tension everywhere, Kathleen. Sexual yeah. tension everywhere for everyone literally and david is very interesting character like he like wasn't making eye contact with her ever but it was like really still sexy somehow yeah Yeah. and then then jenya compliments him and alina's like you never compliment you like lois start saying all that shit (laughs) repeat it and then this is when they started you know growing out together that's so good so remind me again what a fabricator what we've seen a fabricator be able to do. I mean, I, I don't have any exact information, <laughs> but I just assume that they could manipulate elements, meaning metal and okay. Like, like during the fight with, Oh yeah. She bends the metal crowbar it, yeah. with Matt when she's fighting Matt. Okay. I, I just didn't, that didn't click for me. I wish you guys watched Winona Earp because Bobo Del Rey. And that is like, I would consider a fabricator. He can like move metal no matter what, but that I would, I would assume that's what, how they get into that door. Like a fabricator yeah, moves yeah, yeah. the metal within the wall to unlatch yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes a lot of sense. All right. The only yeah. scene we missed before we can continue on through the rest of Alina's storyline and everything surrounding her is we do have the quick confirmation about Jesper and Inej, they're just setting up for the heist and planning. And that's when he looks over at the stable boy and we get mm-hmm. the comment and knew he was going to bang that guy though. Yeah. And boy, did they hot <laughs> sexual tension. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get a Paul sexy scene in here real quick. <laughs> so, Paul, so Jesper looks over. There's an insane mission that he's supposed to be planning for, and all he thinks about is getting a nut. Target acquired. Later on. He's supposed to go secure horses for a ride out. He sees the stable boy, puts on a charade, and before you know it, you know, their clothes are off. He he said, you know, fucking shadow and bone me, (laughs) and they got in the head (laughs) real quick. Do we think that this character is going to come back? No. You don't think the stable boy is ever going to be important again? I don't think so. Jesper doesn't give a Fuck, Jesper lays pipe and leave. I just, I, I have the impression that Jesper was like, "Whoa, that was better than usual." Yeah, well, that's why. No, because I, <laughs> I was loving it because when they're done, he's just like, they're both like, "Whoa," and Jesper's like, "I know, right?" <laughs> and that they did have a couple goodbye kisses. And yeah, so, who knows? I felt it. I felt the uh, sexual tension and just the connection. I, I enjoyed that very I, much. I feel like th- that the season tra- tra- trajectory now that they have Alina is that they'll be on the run and as far from the little palace as they. Can be so that's why I assume that that stable boy won't sure. be in it anymore for now. Maybe later. The only reason I say that is because I'm just trying to analyze it from a from a studio standpoint. They put that stable boy in three separate scenes, mm-hmm. and also the banging scene didn't add anything. You right? Know? Like you just already assumed that they were going to bang, and then you didn't need to see the aftermath of it unless they wanted to I highlight did. that interaction of Jasper being like, "Whoa." That's just how I'm taking it. I, yeah. I don't I know why give them cowards. Three scenes. Yeah, I would have called them cowards if they didn't show it. I'm, sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad we got some. Uh... Why did they put sexual tension at every turn in this episode? I don't know. Just to please me. For you, Kathleen. It's the only thing I could say. It's amazing. So I'm going to break up the rest of this episode into little chunks because there's just so much and it's all the same characters. We'll talk about it as the main scenes happen. 
Uh, we did already cover the intro for Alina and Ginya, and then them going into the circus area is where we kind of left off. And this is where Jesper overhears, news to me, overhears Alina's <laughs> name being said, which is how he points out to Kaz and the rest of the crows. We know where she is. What other information did they get from seeing her? Just that she's there? What what information did Jesper get? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, now he knows what she looks like and who she is. That's it. That's did Jesper all. even report back? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he, yeah he, oh, he did. He everybody. says she's half shoe. Oh, okay. 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 To be completely honest, until the reveal, like I said, I thought they were going to grab the wrong person because no one knows she's half shoe out of the three of them until Jesper I feel like that had to be in there just so that they know who they're grabbing. Mm -hmm. That conversation, that strategic meeting that Jesper has with the crows oh. when she talks about Alina, that's when the conductor offers up the the fabricator key kind of thing that he's going to use. And at this point, honestly, I was thinking the conductor was starting to become an MVP. Like, what the <laughs> hell, man? Like, this guy's actually doing some good things for them. Don't don't keep it in your pocket for too long if you want to have kids. Yeah, I loved that. It was a he was a really good double agent because I was I was buying stock in the conductor as well. Again, just to shout out the music in this show in that scene in the carriage when they're discussing the heist, it was all rise from there. I was I was slowly building my chest. That's when I started texting you guys, being like, "This episode is so good." Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah. So they start Kaz, of course, being the leader, just starts dishing out the parts of the plan that they're all going to do where, where the conductor was going to go through the room and steal Alina. Jesper's going to obviously go bang the state boy and then uh, make the, uh, the the escape plan with the horses. And then Inej and Kaz, part of the plan was to make sure it went well. What no, they were, they were doing the, uh, what's what did they call it? What was the name of the thing? They were trying to cause a distraction, but it really called it something. They were like, we have to pull the... Uh, the Lynx formation. The Lynx formation, mm. yeah. They were causing the distraction, but we find out later that what they were doing was... Kaz was playing them, yeah. Yeah, yeah playing yeah, the yeah, conductor. Beast. Yeah. Okay, now this, Kathleen, if you want to take this scene at all, talk about we have our first sexual tension scene explicitly shown on screen with Alina and Kier again where i think it ends with them actually kissing right it yeah seems like he's like emotionally toying with her but you don't know he says something like not many people surprise me yeah i wasn't expecting a kiss in the scene for sure my note is just fuck me up with alexander calling alina miss starkov like i was in on that that was super like like mr gray will see you now type 50 shades <laughs> stuff for me um but yeah i don't have much else other than Hot. Hot. So, yeah. <laughs> a pedophile confirmed. Yeah. yeah. Seriously. The worst case of statutory rape. Hundreds of history. years old. I know. Seventeen years old. It, hundreds Christ. and hundreds in underage girl. Like couldn't wait like six more months. I'm guessing. I don't know. Couldn't wait two hundred more years or something. <laughs> I don't know the rules there, but <laughs> okay. So this next chunk of scenes is. I think you're actually seeing into the ballroom and all the people in the party starting. The king is kind of waiting in his main room to to see the presentation of the Sun Summoner. That's what this whole event's planned. It's just to to flex their Sun Summoner that they have now with them and and the the, the army's increased status now and like what their goal is going to be with her. They just want to prove it to all the royalty. We see Zoya's back. She's just you know walking around a little pissy. Straight uh, racist again. Always, oh, I don't Inez, know what her Inez deal is. is doing the acrobat thing, and they're like, "What is? What do they say? Oh, I didn't know somebody could be so talented." And then she says an, a racist thing, like, "Oh, she's whatever." Oh, yeah, I, I missed that. Yeah. I totally missed that. What yep. a bitch! I hate her so much. 
Uh, some of my favorite stuff I always like to point out is the background political plots that are going on. You see two random mm. royals, I guess you could say, yeah. that are talking about the first army on the other side of the fold and how I don't think it's a secret anymore. I think they're openly against reuniting West Ravka and East Ravka and they, they, they want to be their own union. Right. And I think the, the girl also says that there were... The Jordans at the rally. So, like, what, wait, what is it's it? It's Fjordans. Fjordans were at the rally for the first <laughs> army. So, mm-hmm. that's pretty much confirmed now. It's it's going to turn into East Ravka with all the Grisha versus the world. Is they were, is yeah, they were saying that pretty much that the first army rebels were allowing Grisha to be killed by the Fjordans. Yeah, they were turning a blind eye. Yeah, yeah. the Druskella. We're raiding the port cities. So the next thing that happens is the actual presentation of Alina. Well, yeah, really quick, though, what I wanted to say is that the, the end of their conversation is if she is actually the Sun Summoner and she shows us what she's got, then we'll have to rethink what we're doing and, and meaning go back towards the king side and make sure we cement ourselves with him, which is pretty much exactly what the whole point of this demonstration is anyway. Okay, the next things, the next like three things that happen all simultaneously are Alina getting into the main room. She's about to start her presentation. And then while this is going on, the conductor is sneaking through the secret room. And also, while these two things are going on, Mal shows up at the gate to bring news of the stag to Kierigan. And then we have the actual presentation, which is so dope when, you know, Kierigan makes all the darkness go around. I'll never get sick of seeing that CGI. I don't want him to die just for that. That is so yeah. cool. Alina looks gorgeous. Slay my girl, Saint, Saint girl, our savior. <laughs> <laughs> She's amazing. In cooler light shows, but uh, she a laser <laughs> like, light uh... show. No, I'm just kidding. It was amazing. Yeah, you guys are fucking rude. Nah, she's she's awful, Kathleen. <laughs> no, she was great, and I loved that. How all the royals reacted was really cool because they didn't clap like i thought they were going to yeah they just said okay she's a saint and half the religious people took a kneel and started praying including inez yep yeah. that's what i was gonna say mm-hmm. yep. and how is that gonna play into it? you think inez is just gonna be a true believer of her and potentially she's not help gonna her allow, escape Kaz? Yeah. i don't think that she's gonna allow her to be taken to the to dreesen to dreesen yeah. yeah dude alina's gonna be crow crew soon i want it so badly me They're too gonna, no Crow Crew is going to be pro her after like meeting and talking to her. I think. Right. But Alina will, is going to have to apply to become a crow. Like she's not yeah. uh, like she, we're saying the crows are the elite and, and you guys are hot and cold on Alina. So crow I crew. think I'm pretty hot on her. I mean, I wasn't ever really too cold on her, but I'm hundred percent hot on her after these two episodes. Uh, I just want to say that B Tom's theory of Inez and Elena hooking up has never been closer. Right yeah. right now. Wait, did he say Inez and Mal or Inez and Alina? Did he say Matt? He might have. Oh, I don't know. I, I think... don't think Tag's ever said Inez and Alina because I feel like I would remember that. There are so many names getting thrown <laughs> yeah. around. Everybody's banging Well, everybody. let's put that on the table anyway right now. I would love everyone to bang everyone. Luke, we get a um, Sense8 orgy scene. I was just going to say, that's yes. why Sense8 was the best. Is because everybody's <laughs> wow. Well, we already know Ben Barnes knows how to do orgies from Westworld, so... Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Worlds collide. Love to see it. Anything we want to talk about with the Kierigan Mal meeting? Because this happens in the middle of the. I just don't know how Mal carried those humongous weights of his nuts all the way back. <laughs> the way he was, the way he was fucking standing up to the fucking general Kerrigan. Like he was like, yeah, it's right here. And I'm not going to 
fucking tell you <laughs> anymore unless you let me see my friend. So I was a little confused here, though, because he says, what's your name? And then he says, oh, Mal, I'm surprised to see you or something. But then he acts like he doesn't know him. Is that I hated a that. facade? Like, no, or... that was dumb. No, yeah. I, I think that's him knowing that Alina has talked about him a lot. Mm -hmm. And then he knows who he is, but he doesn't want to let on anymore because he doesn't want him and Alina to meet at yeah, all. Yeah, but he explicitly has dialogue that confirms that he knows it. To Mal. Yeah, that's yeah, about Mal doesn't like pick it He's up. He's like, my name's he Mal. Mal though. Yeah. A dumb thing to do if you're curious. Yeah. He, and Mal didn't say, I'm Mal. He said his full name. And he goes, it, oh, yeah. Yeah, he's, I'm surprised to see you, Mal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I'm surprised to see you, Mal, best friend of Alina. Who are yeah. you? <laughs> yeah. Prove it. What are you doing okay. here? Prove that you're Mal. They were definitely big dicking it to each other, and I, I loved every second of it. Every he, second of it. And he totally won. You know, uh, yeah. Kier again, I mean, just because he gets the the information and uses it against them. Oh, like Paul flowers. Said. That yeah. was fucked up. For one whole second, I thought that he said the blue iris and that was going to tip off Alina that something's wrong. Yeah, like not <laughs> like, the white. And yeah, the, exactly. Yeah. But he flipped them. <laughs> <laughs> and then a little bit right after this, before we get to another chunk of scenes, we do have that quick conversation with the creepy monk that just kind of random. Yeah, that librarian. What a freak. I'm, I'm just going to say, I think he's technically good because uh, he was saying, that. like, watch out. Like, now that you have this power, like, watch out because you're going to basically have be more involved and, you know, more powerful. Unless he's working with Kierigan to control the king and queen and be like the spiritual advisor that he actually listens to. I don't know. I, I kind of want him to be good. I thought he was good and just kind of working under Kierigan. Just to, like, definitely creepy as shit. Insanely yeah. creepy and great job for that casting because they I mean, the creepiest motherfucker. Yeah. Like, I don't know if he's working with Kierigan or not because he specifically tried to get like or show or get more information about the stag from Alina and now we know that that's definitely Kierigan's plan to figure out where the stag and all the other amplifiers are who knows I don't think we have enough information yet all right so before we continue saying bye to Kathleen she is not going to be part of the bank he'll marry this week she's got other priorities overshadowing boom which is just impossible exactly mm -hmm. but back on track here we have Bagra having the rest of her scenes for the episode are pretty much all MVP stuff. Like this is just really, really good material here. She finds out about the white stag and how there's a soldier there to give it to Kierigan. She starts freaking out. And then what? she goes off screen, she's making things happen in the background. Um, we have the whole rest of the genius level plan that Kaz has start to play out. Mm -hmm. uh, we see the conductor get caught. We have the last kierigan and alina conversation in the in the quarters the map room whatever it is before he gets pulled away and then we just have the escape plan and that's pretty much covers the rest of the episode so let's pick it apart a little bit here but this is when it goes zero to 100 and oh I just, my god i just love everything that we get here man it's just so freaking good the fucking conductor man i was not expecting that at all that's so, the first thing right after the backers so yeah so I definitely wasn't expecting him to be like an assassin for the rebels. We did say last podcast episode that we thought there was something more to him. Mm -hmm. I, I remember that I was specifically saying that he looks like he's a little, little passive, innocent noob. But, you know, he's talking to General Kaz was watching with his boy Milo. The landmines. He was like, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was my idea to put the sign there. Didn't say there was actual landmines. Yeah. So that's he does say for the first army too. when he's or for the 
the first army generals, Latan. Yeah. Before so he, trying to slip. So he is just full on. Let's keep the fold going. Right. I mean, it also keeps his job going. If that's yeah. his, you know, but at the same time, I honestly was expecting him to, to die. Like I thought he was going to kill himself mm-hmm. when he got caught. I think he has a gun, right? Yeah, or, he shoots yeah. Genya, which what Genya or Genya? <laughs> God damn! <laughs> she had her suit on, right? Is that the only reason it blocked it? Did it block it? She was down, and then she was like struggling to get to the first. No, of all, because she she demasked. I don't think she was shot because she got hit in the chest. She was yeah. Was dead. she wearing it though? I don't know. I, yeah. must have been. I think I, I think thought she was good. dead. Nah, I thought she was dying. But let me just talk about one thing here. I want to know. So Genya is very rare. And mm-hmm. she's a tailor. Does that mean she's also a healer? Because no. how could she not have closed that neck up? Was she already like way past that point? The girl that was dying. Uh, I that's a good point. She's she just could... like, let me die. Take my face off. Don't don't plug up my neck or anything. I don't think she can like sew things together. I think she can just like fix like it might change just be the appearance. Illusion magic. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense then. Where it's, it's not actually gone. Okay. That's that. I like that. That could differentiate the healers and the yeah. tailors. Yeah. So that'd be interesting. So like what Jenya died with her magic to stay there. Or she can reverse it. Do you want a real answer? Like, I, 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 I mean I'm not <laughs> asking you guys to give me an answer. It's just a thought in general because I don't know. Does all of her work go back to normal? Or well, would, you, would, say, would you be stuck with that face? That the sat, the face? queen sagging tits come back. She did say that she touches up the queen like every single morning, right? I don't really know how. We, we don't have any more information on that, though. <laughs> Just how her powers were. Just that she's super rare. I mean, you would all expect if I'm seeing the king and the queen, it looked like the king is married to some young hot thing. Like, even though she's actually really old, you know, because like Game of Thrones, yeah. Melisandre, you know, she just looks like a queen who's older. I mean, she doesn't look like anything like you would think Jenny would be able to if she's touching her up every day. She looked like hot, you know, I yeah. just hope she's not dead. I just like her. Nah, Jenny. I don't think she's dead, but no, she she's not dead because she does things at the end of the episode that just imply that she wasn't hurt. She wasn't bleeding. She wasn't staying down. She gets up. She stands up after being shot to the oh, ground. Does she? I don't know. Oh, I thought she just bad. crawled over and fixed her face. And that was it. I'll have to rewatch. But you guys are freaking me out. Like she's either <laughs> she's either dead or no. Nah. No, nah, nah, I don't think she's. Yeah. But at the same time, you have to realize, like, you get shot. That's enough time probably for a healer to fix you. You get your throat slit. Maybe not. Yeah. You know, that mm. girl dies. Let me, you know, I mean, again, you know, crowded artery, you die in seconds sometimes. Well, the conductor's fucked either way. He, yeah, he gets caught. He's probably going to die. Yeah. I mean, I honestly, like, tortured. I, like I said, I thought he was going to like suicide mission, mm-hmm. kill himself. Yeah. I don't know what his plan was there. I, maybe he thought he was going to slip out, but that's ridiculous. He wasn't going to get a ride from the crows. So I don't know what his plan was. That was a suicide mission, basically. Um, but anyway, those actions lead to why Kerrigan and Alina break up. It was almost Paul's sexiest scene. Exactly. But Blue Balls McGee soldier comes in and says, hey, her double was attacked. This is a huge fucking deal. So that's what breaks him up. And I assume the conductor's dead because Kierkin comes back, right? The conductor's it, dead. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. or he's chained up. Yeah, or we'll see a scene where he's getting tortured for information mm-hmm. with a car battery clipped to his nibbles. <laughs> but even right before the Kiergan and Alina conversation, Kaz and Inej essentially had her and they were walking her out. They're like, this way, yeah. please. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't even question it. She's like, you know what? Screw it. I'm hungry or whatever she says. Yeah. And 
then they run into Kierkegaard who takes her and leads her into the room to have that conversation. But it's kind of funny because I think as soon as Kierkegaard comes, Kaz says something like, all right, time for plan B. Yeah. And then like more guards come. He's like, all right, plan F. He, <laughs> he sees the inferno. I got looking, at, looking him, at him. And yeah, he's yeah. like, plan F. How many letters do you think he had planned? Yeah. Do you think it was all the way down to like W? All I know. Of them, all of them. Yeah. Uh, and so that was wild. We do see the, the aftermath of that, which is awesome, where Inej is going to, what does Inej go to do at this point? They split up. They split up. They, what so does Inej do? They were, you don't see her. She runs away. They split up and they say, we're going to go meet, oh, yeah, at, yeah. meet at this meeting point or whatever it mm-hmm. was. Um, and so when they split up, he, the Inferni follows Kaz. And when they get to the church, he's like, all right, Olympic man, like come out. And we did see that earlier this episode. We didn't talk about it. Kaz was walking around without his cane and yeah. he did have to stop and hold it because it was causing him pain. Yeah. It'll be cool to find out what caused that. I'm guessing we'll find we out. Will, yeah. yeah. But, well, I love the church scene. It wasn't much, but it was awesome. When even what the Inferni did, I thought was smart and something I've always wanted to do. When you walk across the pews, yeah. <laughs> just step on all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Down. And but, man, dude, Kaz is such a badass. I just, I didn't fucking understand how he didn't see Kaz. I get the camera angle was him like coming over, looking down, mm-hmm. but Kaz was literally right there to the right. And he just didn't see him. But other than that, it was fucking awesome. Whips the shit out of him and then just smashes his hand right away. Yeah. Vane popping, just yeah. looking like a badass, he, thinking he wins. He's like, I am a spider. Uh, so after he smashes the hand, that was a good bit of writing to tell the audience directly that they do only need one hand to use the power because he pops back up and says, you thought wrong. Mm-hmm. And then in come Inej, chucking a knife right to the back of his head and getting her first kill. And she's shook, man. She is shook, but get over it, baby. We're in there. We're, yeah. we're S-tier character now. Yeah. We can kill. Dude, I as soon as she was like, I killed him, I was like, he was just about to kill Kaz. Would you rather not kill Kaz? Um, and then that's exactly what he says. He was like, you <laughs> yeah. fucking saved my life. Like, relax. Do you think that it's because of her faith, like we said, or do you think there is going to be something we find out for another reason why she doesn't like to kill? I figured it was her faith. I think it's probably the that actually made me just think of something because unless the conductor is full of shit, he also followed the faith, but had no issue slitting some throats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, we know he's a good actor just because of yeah, everything. Could be anything. Yeah. 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 I wonder if it's like you can't kill because you can't get into heaven or something like that. Yeah. But we'll see as it goes on. Elena can absolve her of all her sins since she's the saint. All right. Now we have the, the big conversation with Bagra and Kiergan. Well, first we have Bagger come in and take Alina first. Yeah, now, yeah. that was crazy, you know, because I'm like, who's coming through this secret door? I thought it was Mal. Yeah, I didn't know what was going on. Okay, sorry. Let's back up a tiny bit here because while this is all happening, the flashes to Mal or him getting led to Bagger's cave right? yeah. by her assistant. And he she pulls him in and then starts to try and kill him. And she is the fabricator that we mentioned earlier. Right. Sees that his boy has a knife in his face already. And let's talk about the fact that now we know that Mal is a straight baller because yes. these people are trained in major combat. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he wins that fight, even with her using her fabricator power mm-hmm. powers. That's our boy right there. Yeah. Uh, it's funny too, because if Bagra knew what was going on she would have kept Mal alive because she would know that Mal was with Alina and not the Darkling see I was a little confused I didn't know what was going on I honestly thought there was a chance before we get the direct Black Heretic reveal that maybe 
Bagger could have been the bad person in all along, which yeah. would have been awesome for me because that right. would have kept Kierigan good. But I think she was trying to have Mal killed so he couldn't give the exactly. information. Right. He has the information. He's the only one with it. And that's why the the girl, when she's taking him to Bagger's mm-hmm. cave, she's like, oh, you don't you didn't actually tell him yet. Right. And then she goes to kill him. Yeah. yeah. Because I would assume if he did tell Kierigan, she would have wanted to know to beat him there or something. Yeah. Yeah at least know the information. So maybe that's why she just went right ahead with the killing instead of trying to torture it out of him or something. Fucked up though. You're just going to kill these guys. You're not just going to shoot them away. Hey man, I was pissed. she's a darkling too. And what did I say about them? They're all bad in some ways. <laughs> yeah. So the actual line that bagger says when she is face to face with Alina is I'm trying to save you from Alexander. And right there, it's just the click moment where the audience realized, okay, he is the main bad guy. He's going to be the entity that Alina is going to have to face off against in the future. And she goes into the whole explanation about how he was the one that created the the fold hundreds of years ago. She's his mother. We don't really die. And he has had hundreds and hundreds of years waiting for you, prepping for the moment to just sway you. And she starts dropping all of his lines. Mm-hmm. And that, that convinced her right away to to trust Bagra and then escape through that secret in the wall and, and get I mean, out of how, the little palace. How awesome was when Bagra freaking showed her powers? Yeah. I mean, she's yeah, like, yeah, what? Yeah. And just like, yes. oh, man. And then cool. Alina put it together better than I did. She was like, oh, shit. Like, you're his mother. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. Yeah. So, like, in the beginning, if I'm Alina and I'm so smitten by here again i would have been talking to bagger like you're full of shit and i would have needed more but then when she shows her powers and then starts giving that information then it's enough i mean she says he's had hundreds of names over the years she pulls out the portrait and saying like he served many kings the clean shaven yeah darkling you know looks just like no mm-hmm. um and just shits on alina too and was like Oh, like he's had hundreds of years to like learn how to persuade naive young girls. Yeah. Like, what you thought you were like he were special and like he wanted you? No. <laughs> I guess we're gonna find out more information, like why she's allowed to be around if mm-hmm. if he knows that she's actively trying to mess with his plans. That's why this next conversation that Kiergan and Bagger have at the end of the episode is so confusing to me because he didn't even show a trace of ill will against his mother. Like, I, she wasn't scared that he was going to fuck her up and it didn't look like he would even think about that at the end he said you don't have a use anymore so watch yourself he threatens her at the very end okay that makes sense then Mm -hmm. he kept her around to train the sun summoner because he needed the sun summoner to like learn how to unlock all their powers i mean you also find out that she trained all of the grisha like the Uh, the one girl was saying yeah she set bees on me and that's how i showed mm-hmm. my power so so, so he still cares kirigan that it is still cares about making the grisha army stronger because that's who he cares about that's us to him like, yeah it's us versus them yeah mm-hmm. so that's I, fine to think about that conversation that he has with his mom even from mal eavesdropping it doesn't sound like he's against alina it sounds like she's the bad guy against him if you really think about that conversation because he's like She's the key. Like, he's actually talking about it. Like, yes, she's the chosen one. She's important. I'm going to use her to Mm -hmm. to fix everything. And she's like, I'm going to stop you. Like, it literally from someone listening on the outside. Yeah, it sounds like the opposite. Yeah. The one thing that Bagger said earlier to Alina directly is she said she wants to help Alina escape. So she doesn't become a slave. Right. So, like, I guess that's Bagger's point of view. Yeah. So she's saying that you're going to be his slave and do whatever he wants if you stay around which kind of contradicts how we're being shown of kirgan he hasn't really treated any grisha 
poorly. Well, it would be her that he treats different because he's, he's she's a tool for him. To yeah, use. I guess the way that it's being said is like now nobody would trust him going into the fold himself because of the way that it's explained that he's a beacon unless he has her with him. So he's been waiting for her to be able to go in mm. again and do what he's got to do. Expand. Yeah, oh, that's going to be an so. Yeah, so she thought that she had more time, meaning Bagger thought she had more time with Alina to train her to be stronger, to go against the Darkling. But now that it's all out in the open, she's like, you got to get the hell out of here because mm-hmm. you're just going to be his tool. Cue the end of the episode from Alina's point of view. And this scene is so freaking funny to me because you just flash back to Jesper, who hasn't been involved in the ballroom and, and all the party itself, but he has the horses from his part of the plan and he's waiting outside by the carriage, ready with the escape, ready to go. Mm-hmm. And he's just, you know, casually just sitting around leaning there and he sees Alina from across the courtyard and he hides a little bit in the shadow and is just watching her. And as she gets closer, he realizes who she is and watches her sneak into his carriage he has set up and he is just like, no way this is happening <laughs> That's, right now. His acting was so funny. He was just staring like, <laughs> Is this fucking for real? <laughs> that's and that's literally Jesper's life. Yeah. Like that's just what he thinks of everything. He's like, I'm gonna do what I need to do, and shit's gonna work out. It's just gonna work out. And yeah. but let's just rewind because we forgot to say that Bagger is <laughs> taking her down this hallway, and she says, "You're gonna get to a fork, and if you go right, you're gonna go to my uh, food storage place. We're gonna have some of my followers here to help you. You'll be safe until I get back. Mm-hmm. If you go left, well, she didn't say if you go left, but." Alina goes left. Mm -hmm. So you can theorize that still, we don't know Bagger is not bad. Well, maybe if Alina went right, she would have been trapped as Bagger is slave. I don't freaking know, but I don't trust Bagger at all right now. I don't know who I trust and who I don't, but it is crazy that all this is going down. She just decides, you know what? I'm going left. And then she just tries to escape on her own. That's weird because it's the second time this episode where uh, she was told to do one thing and directly chooses to do the opposite. The first time was uh, she was with Jenya and they were going to the ball for the demonstration. Mm-hmm. And she says, oh, it's not time yet. And like tries to go to the right. Elena just says, fuck it and go straight right into the ballroom in the king's room. Kerrigan's like, oh, like what the fuck? You're supposed to have guards or whatever. Yeah. Um. So and he then looks this lovely, is, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Fucking he knows those, what he's doing. Planting those seeds still. But then this is the second time. So I don't know if that's a theme that they're trying to like that. Elena's just stubborn. Well, she's going to choose yeah. whatever she wants. We know she's stubborn from the last couple episodes. It's just interesting choice that she made. I'm here for Bagger being the true villain. That would blow my mind. And I was somehow Kieran turns good again, which I just want that so badly. Yeah. <laughs> So Jasper's out there waiting and he sees the whole Lena thing happen. He just he just has a smile on his face and Kaz and Inez run out saying they lost Alina. They're going to reconvene, figure out a new plan. And Kaz notices that Jasper's smiling and yeah. he's like, what? Do you know where she is? He goes, eh, just ask. <laughs> just ask. Just ask. <laughs> says it like four times and they get on the carriage and he just like whips the horse. He's like, just ask. And that, that's the end. That's so perfect. good. That is going to be the most fun storyline. Whatever next scene happens is going to be so good. Yeah. And also Inej is like, Jesper, she's real. She's a saint. She's a real, you know, real thing. So that's going to be a chance. Inej is a problem. It might tear the crows apart a little bit unless they all decide to protect her together at some point. Oh, I want that, man. Kaz's genius working for Alina mm. sounds ideal. Kaz is pretty money hungry right now, it sounds like. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if 
you know, Inej's word saying do this for me will be more than a million Kruger. I feel like whatever Kaz decides, Jesper will decide too. Mm-hmm. He'll be swayed by Kaz. I could see if Inej directly goes against Kaz that Jesper picks that Jesper picks an edge. Yeah. I was okay. Just, if it's a vote two out of three, I could see it's hard to know because yeah. Jesper said so many times, like I followed an edge and like, she's always like gotten me home safe or something like yeah. that. It never steered me wrong. I, I don't see them having real, a major conflict that actually drives them apart. Though. No, I don't either. That would be lame. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Keep our crows together. Shit, man. Well, what do we got? We got three episodes left for mm-hmm. this season. Obviously, it's, there's going to be more material, so open-ended. I'm just, my biggest hope for these next three episodes is we don't have Kierigan die. Yeah, the one thing I really want to see is Alina interacting with the Fold, actually using her powers. I've had this weird feeling or theory, and maybe it's just from Attack on Titan vibes, but like maybe the Fold is actually hiding something, too, and that's why it was initially put there. Yeah. Um, so when Alina does take it away, it, it reveals this big secret or something like that. Ooh, that just reminded me that we didn't say I it, was going to say that to that. Yeah. The, when I think it was when they were at the fountain, Alina and Kierke, and they talk about what happened when the fold was originally created. I think that the Volca are ba- bagger tells because she was saying, I told him there's, there's going to be innocent people in there and they're going to have horrible consequences. Mm-hmm. He didn't listen. And then boom, turns all these people into monsters, adults, yeah. children, like yeah, she's, you children know, yeah. too, which yeah. is wild. So it'll be interesting to see if she, you know, uses her powers, if the Volcra stay Volcra, if they die or if they go back human. So I hope they don't go back human because Jesper killed a lot of them. Probably some yeah. kids. For me, honestly, <laughs> I think that the fold is end game for the show mm-hmm. or at least close to end game. I think that she's going to have to train majorly to even do what she needs to do, or they need to even take a trip in there to see what the deal is before she knows what she needs to do. Yeah. Um, so I don't want the fold to go away. I just think there's so much potential for traveling in it, around it, you know, all this stuff for the storyline wise. I agree with you 100%. I don't want Kerrigan to die. I want him to stick around. Do you think Kerrigan's going to create a new fold because he's going to get pissed off in his plan? Just go boom another one that's i mean i thought the whole plan is to expand the fold. he wants to expand he wants to it, weaponize yeah. it yeah i just don't under i don't know how like i guess the point is that if he creates it then he's the enemy again and he took hundreds of years to kill himself and bring himself back quote unquote you know and and change his names to be back with the king looking like he's the good guy so if he creates another fold yeah. you know then he's the bad guy again I don't. I mean, I don't know. We haven't seen how powerful he is yet. Like, I don't know how that works. The way I was taking it was, and I could be completely wrong here, but uh, Kirgan can create the fold, but he can't take it away. So that's why he needs the Sun Summoner. So he can't just use this as a weapon. He can't use it as a threat if you know he can't change it back or something like that. Mm. Um, it's hard to know. I assume that we just don't know because he, if even if he wanted to get rid of it, he wouldn't. Mm-hmm. So nobody knows his powers except for him, and that's the only person who's given us the information. Yeah. And what he says, we know is at least half bullshit about you know wanting to use the sun somewhere to get rid of it, unless Bagger's wrong. Ancestor, yeah. You know, you know, it's just all up in the air. Who do you believe? Mm. Yeah, I do have two quick questions though that just directly follow this. Is do you think? We're going to see Ketterdam again this season. Are we seeing the other side of the fold, or do you think that's a next season kind of thing? There's nobody left over there, main character-wise, right now. We except have, our boy Pecker. 
Pecker, <laughs> Dreesen, and um, I forget her name, Inez's owner. Those are the only yeah. three characters we know. Celine. And then the and Zlatan, the first army general, who seems like if they're going to keep pushing that plot subtly, that's going to come into play more specifically. Well, I, I mean, I would say yes, just because that's where they're traveling now. And you think they're, well, you see, think like, I don't think they're going to make it across because we know that they don't have the conductor anymore. And we know that the conductor, the yeah, but they don't summoner. need the conductor they because they have Alina. Yeah. Yeah. But they still have to walk it. Right. I'm not worried. I'm just I, saying, no, I'm not saying it's, <laughs> I'm not saying that like they'll die, but I'm saying like, it will take longer than a train going yeah. unless it, they like find one of those sand boats or something. And we don't know, like, does she just summon the sun around them and then they're safe and then she, they can walk across well, it. I mean, that's also what happened the first time when she was on the ship. Uh, you know, basically it just blew away all the fucking Volker. I guess it was like a safe bubble or whatever. That's how but, I took it. But it was also visible from really far away. I don't know if it was just the first time. Like, Ooh, first spark so that activated. would be a really bad thing to do. Yeah. yeah. And also it was under duress. Like she doesn't I don't think she knows how to do that specifically right now. But I mean, she knows how to fucking summon the sun. And if Volker don't want to go into it and then like they'll be fine. Yeah. I mean, but, we, we also have to remember that she doesn't want to cross it. The crows do, but she doesn't. Well, what is she? What is she doing now? Just she's she just trying... wants to get it far away from the Darkling. Well, and probably go back to Mal, right? Which would but be well, the best Mal's... way to get away from the Darkling is to go through the fold because he can't. Yeah, I I think she's all about going over the fold. Which yeah, I, just... I hope Mal catches up because the fuck's crows he get back? the crows could try and spin this where hey, we're gonna help you get away from this general. Come with us across the fold because like if they exchange information and they somehow we know they know that Kierkegaard can't cross too, like that's the safest place in the world. Yeah. So, okay. Let's talk about this real quick here again. We assume that he's telling the truth when we say that if he goes into the fold, he's a beacon for the Volker and they'll actually attack him. He doesn't control them or anything. You think that he's actually like, he can't go in the fold. I just I assume that he won't. I figured he could. He might be a beacon, but I figured he wouldn't be hurt if he went in there. Well, what does a beacon even mean? Like, meaning like they'll just come attack him or they're just like, they'll go kneel before him saying, hey, well, then there the you go. Like, why? <laughs> yeah, but why not? Like, that's the thing at this point. Why not? I don't I don't like it. She's not safe from him. Mm -hmm. If he can do that, it's just we, we don't have enough information. Right. right. I don't want to sound so yeah. dumb. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be something so simple. We're just, you know, but then my other thing I did want to ask was how is Nina going to fit into anything? For the rest of the season, if you have I, any guesses, uh, she well, she has she's an interest to Kyrian. Yeah, um, I, I figure she's probably gonna escape the ship with that guy who's gonna let the other Grisha go, mm -hmm. and maybe their goal is just run away from the Fjordans and try to get back to the little palace or something like that. Um, it could be like Game of Thrones. It doesn't tie in the end of the season yeah. to yeah. to the rest of the people, and it goes off and becomes their own or something like that. Yeah, I mean, we got the information that she is on a task for Kierigan for a reason, but it doesn't have to necessarily get figured out this season. But mm -hmm. that's the only thing that I that connects our main story to her. Mm -hmm. Heart renders are fucking dope, so she yeah. better be in a lot. All right, I think we bank you, Mary, and get the hell out of here. All right, let's do it. So as normal, we're going to end with a bank he'll marry. And since Kathleen's not here, we're going to get a little wild with this one. It's yeah. going to be a fun one. Mm -hmm. We're going to pick the three most attractive girls in the show. <laughs> and then obviously just normal rules where you're going to, you just got to bank he'll marry them, repercussions, all that. Oh, actually, no repercussions. No repercussions, no repercussions for now, so. yeah. So we have Bagra, we have the Queen, and then we have Zoya. 
<laughs> okay. Paul, this you can start. Honestly, tough. Uh, off the bat, I honestly want to marry the queen because that automatically makes me the king, right? Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, because there's no repercussions. So we're not talking about what happens to the king. So we could just assume that, yeah. He has a heart attack, dies. Yeah. I swoop in, marry the queen. Are you a heart render? Can you make him have a heart attack? Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't. If I had to be one, I don't know what. I, that's a conversation for another time. We'll definitely have that conversation at, at, at the end yeah. when we learn all their yeah. all their different abilities. But um, yeah, I'm gonna have to marry the queen just for that, even though she seems so annoying. I got my girl Jenya right there to keep it looking tight. Ah, <laughs> oh, God. And then I just hate these other two. Honestly, I guess I guess I'll just bang Zoya, even though she's a squalor. And she's racist. POS. And she's racist. Yeah. I love how you're just like, even though she's a squalor, <laughs> that's the reason. Yeah, dude, you're going to fucking blow air at my ass or something <laughs> in the middle of the fucking sesh. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll bang her. And then Bagra is just way too mean. I understand she's got some powers, but she just is way too mean to be banging or marrying. So you'll get the X. All right. I'm going to marry bagra okay <laughs> have fun getting whipped all day yeah so she's strong as shit she's gonna protect me we're not talking about who i am if i'm a greaser if i'm an, or if i'm not so let's just assume that i'm just a normal jimmy okay i need bagger to protect me she's gonna protect me she she lives on forever mm -hmm. so i can move on to my next <laughs> wife after she after, oh no that's the other wrong <laughs> way <laughs> She's gonna move on to her next. Oh, one. she's gonna move on to her next hot young thing. Damn. Uh, maybe she can introduce you to Harry Potter, though. She knows Harry Potter. I'm gonna stand by Marion Bagger, though, just because I said it. <laughs> you don't go back. <laughs> I'm going to bang the queen, and that's because you're crazy. I'm crazy. <laughs> I'm just my stance here is that Zoya is such a bitch that I'm not going near her, and that is why. And should have said that one first. Yeah, well, that was my reasoning for everything, and I just tried to give reasonings for the other choices. But I'm going to marry Bagra, I'm going to bang the queen, and I am killing Zoya. Okay. I am going to give the same answer as Paul for a little bit of different reasons. I'm marrying the queen because, like you said, she has the tailor to make her get rid of some of the blemishes. But more specifically, I get to see Jinya every day. I, I, yeah, well, you know, whatever. That That's fine. And then also... The queen will be a little loose because she's getting cheated on by the king, right? What do you mean loose? Oh, wait, did I say loose? Yeah. <laughs> loose are like the marriage restrictions. She's not going to care too much. She's getting cheated on all the time by the king. We're good. So wait, you married her or you banged her? I'm marrying the okay. queen. So yeah. you're saying that she's open with her yeah, relationship? Yeah, open relationship, honestly. We'll so just, you can have me other and the king women. are going to be swapping girls basically yeah. constantly. As long as it's consensual. I'm going to bang Zoya. Because I need to see what all this tumble talk she keeps mentioning to Mal's about. Mm. That's that's fine. She's the, the youngest. I made some bad choices. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to kill Bagra because she's the main bad guy in this series and is not Kira. That's again. what you say. Plus, huh? she's going to drug me with black tea every once in a while. I don't want that. She'll unlock my powers, though, if I marry her. Because you know I'm a Grisha. Also, I, you know that I'm a secret the, the, Grisha. The, the pro for marrying Bagra, though, is... If Kiergain can look young, maybe she can find a way to look young yeah. again, but who knows? I'm just trying to help you out. Yeah, bro. help me out, dude. I'm trying to go with the Zoya <laughs> sucks thing. Kathleen's going to hate that she's one. Yeah. Gonna, she's going to be so happy to get involved. <laughs> but that's going to do it for us, guys. If you like what you heard, our podcast also covers the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, WandaVision, 
The Magicians, Amazon's The Boys, Haunting Hill House, Bly Manor, and plenty more. If you're on socials, give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter and hit subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast. Once again, we are Bingetown TV, and thank you so much for listening. Geekscape. Because I just asked. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.